Did you turn that up? Dane Werther was stuck in a rut. Hey, who is that? I get it. Sorry. Traffic was shit. Oh, shit. No, my knife was shit. Resigned to a life of retail hell. You guys got glory holes? We're not that kind of place. Until one day, he met an unexpected muse. Don't you recognize me? Oh, you're Boxan, the sex doll. Sex doll. Good. You better know my name. You picked it. And he began to dream again. You're so talented. You should be a professional comic book artist. Oh, I will be. I have dreams. No, more than that, I've got a plan. Alone, he's a nobody. But together, they're magic. Patrick Rugsegger. Oh, what the fun of it? Relax, silly. It's good luck. Yeah, well, getting shit on is good luck. I must be the luckiest man on earth. Gabrielle Rambo. What's wrong, Dane? Don't you love me? Don't you want me? We work together. Luke Nasty. When a person opens themselves up to people, possibility for positive change and true love blossoms. And Angela Marie Teague as the voice of. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we are with uh, director Brian Wilde, Patrick Rugsegger, Gabby Rambo, and uh, I guess that's it for tonight. But, uh, well, there's me. I, I did do the voiceover there in the official trailer. Had a good time doing it all by myself here. Never actually went into the same room with any of these folks during this production. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to have the red carpet premiere at Theater N here in Wilmington Friday night. And uh, how's everybody doing? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you. Very for good. Us. Yeah, thanks for having, thanks us, for having us. us. Yeah, we're absolutely excited to have you. I mean, to have something here in Delaware like this is is pretty slick, you know. Uh, I, I I really don't think there's a lot of talented people here in Delaware, and I don't think we get the uh, uh, I don't. I don't think we get the props that we probably should most of the time. So uh, really, well, do good we really you. even have an outlet to to get the props? You know, there isn't much of a uh, art culture, uh, at least for underground artists. You know, uh, in Wilmington, right? Uh, I, there's, I, there, the music scene do, is improving, but as far as art culture, I would agree. There's, there's not much there for us. Uh, there's only usually it's more focused on the murder. Right. Ah, come on. I mean, look, I love Wilmington, right? So I'm not going to let you just sit there and assault it like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like this is this is still my home, you know. So like, uh, but but yeah, anything I could do to kind of help lend uh, a more of a visual arts uh, underground kind of vibe to Wilmington, you know, because it's a there's a void, you know, and it's like if anybody has a desire to do something, is you just put in the hours and you put in the work and and you just present it, you know, and, uh, you know, people, people have been kind of pretty welcoming uh, to a point. <laughs> and it's, it, it, it's actually been pretty cool for me. I've, I've done some, some community theater and, and I've, that was actually kind of my way of getting my voice out in front of people a little bit more than I have in the past. So I could do something with it. And honestly, you and I have a lot of ancillary contacts 
it, it, it's kind of weird that we've never bumped into each other because we know a lot yeah. of the same people yeah. and, and are involved Especially in a lot of similar that stuff. Of yours. I mean, you, it's like, you, yeah, right. No, but uh, like <laughs> you, everybody on this show is a friend of Marshall Manlove. Uh, so you, I, I understand that, that Marshall knows you and, uh, yeah, I used to work at, uh, uh, parcels, a uh, bike courier service Okay, from 2001 and, uh, Marshall worked there. Right. Uh, so that's interesting. It, it's just, it, it was really interesting when, when we connected online for whatever, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't even recall what it specifically was that made us connect, but when we connected online, it was interesting we had a lot of very similar friends uh johnny die yeah. from or john del terrio uh a lot of guys in just that have yeah. some connection back to the arts in delaware and and yeah i'm people who know people right yeah right no, i'm just kidding no, i mean that's a whole <laughs> point Circles, of facebook they intersect. you know yeah facebook isn't all about you know hating our neighbors you know it's you know it's about networking and, and trying to reach out you know, yeah, it's about and, starting uh, fights, about vaccination, yeah. boy. And Woo! honestly, it was it was your profile pic with that hair. I was like, who is this fucking? What is that hair? And I, yeah, I think I sent you a meme. It was uh, from Johnny Boy. Remember right. Dan Aykroyd from yep. Johnny Boy? Uh huh. He had that same hairdo, and uh, I was like, yeah. And I think that's how. Yeah, I mean, we felt, and that's when we fell in love. Yeah, you 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 had a sense of humor. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, and you know, Wait, you have a sense of humor. Yeah, you know, not a lot of people have that anymore. Fucking weird. I didn't even know it. Keep the secrets. But and then uh, I heard that voice, and it was like your internet cut out. Your voice. Yeah, your your internet cut out. But oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I heard that voice, and you. (laughs) Well, that's what I was thinking. It was like gargling balls or something. So that was, was a sex doll face. <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you write this movie or is this like tell me about the the, the movie? I don't I don't know anything uh, about well, it. Well, yeah, okay. Well, you didn't do your research. What do you have? No, fuck you. You tell me. That's yeah, the good point. job. <laughs> uh, glad to see you guys prepared. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Boxan is about uh, Dane. He's the manager of a sex shop who uh, falls in love with a real doll after he names her and she comes to life, at least in his own mind, right? Well, yeah, how did you become connected with the project, though? Like, how did you... Oh, so my wife. Yeah, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, uh, worked at His and Hers Couples Boutique on Kirkwood Highway. Shout out. And uh, she was like, hey... uh, That is a good job. Yeah, much love. Much love to my my peeps over at uh, His and Hers. Uh, So they... uh, she was like, hey, we got these this, these dolls in. And uh, she came in a case. We built her, and she's in a box. And the girls call her Boxanne. And uh, and I was like, oh, man, I, I thought I could make a whole movie about that, or at least, you know, six pages of something. And, uh, you know, and then two, two, two and a half years later, two years later, uh, we're here. You're not just the director. Um, You're you, This is your brainchild. Like, you wrote, you, you created well, this movie. It's well, his baby. You know, no, I think... You know, I, I leaned heavy on the girls from his and hers, and they kind of told me stories and, uh, you know, interesting people. And we tried to work them in. And then uh, Christy Wall, my friend Christy Wall, she she co-wrote it. She wrote the screenplay. It was kind of my story. But yeah, I pulled in from a lot of people. And then when we were on set, you know, I kind of let everybody kind of the actors act, you know. And, and uh, we all, you know, 
got loose and and kind of improved a bit. And you know, we had a we had a nice structure of of a scene, and uh, we let the actors kind of play within that scene. And I think we got a really good product from that. Now, the the main character, uh, the uh, what was his name? Patrick. The, the Pat, Patrick. Patrick Skinner. Dane. Dane, the award winning. Yes. Patrick uh, Dane just won Best Actor uh, at the IndieX Film Fest in Los Angeles, and I think that guarantees our uh, ticket out there in the fall. So thank you. I, I was uh, nominated. I was award nominee for uh, uh, Best First Time Director and uh, and Best uh, Indie Short. So always a bridesmaid, never a bride. But you know, much love to Patrick for actually bringing home the fucking win as Best Actor. You know, so good job. all right, all right, all. congratulations. It's an honor just to be nominated. Yeah, it was great. It was wild, you know. Now, how much of that? How much of that character was written, and how much was Patrick? Did, did, did was Patrick did bring to, you know, to that? Because I look at that, especially with the haircut, and it, it looks to me like that's the type of dude that, like, his lip starts to tingle when he when he thinks about skull long cut. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna interject real quick. I worked with Patrick a couple of years ago on uh, a Halloween show that we did at CSP uh, uh, down in Newark, Chapel Street Players. And uh, it was a radio play of. Uh, oh, Edgar Allan Poe. We did. We did. Yeah. That That was the second the second part of it. And the first part of it was the um, uh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. And yeah. and we were. We were playing characters circa 1930s and 40s, and he was this buttoned-up guy, and I, I kind of was too. But I mean, when when I started to see some of the some of the uh, the stills from production and and some of the little clips that you were posting along the way, uh, that I I because we're like I I said we're we're connected through so many other people before we were even friends. I was seeing some of this stuff and I was like, wow, you know, Patrick really surprised me because I really thought Patrick was this buttoned up dude. <laughs> and then I started, I, I, I saw the first like actual clips with sound coming from box. A. I was like, wow, that's actually Patrick. No shit. <laughs> yeah. He is a buttoned up dude, you know, and he did such a good act job acting in this role, you know? Yeah. Was, I mean, he, boards, yeah. he, it, He's got range, man. You got range. Yeah, Pat, Patrick and I go back. We uh, we did a lot of community theater together, mm -hmm. Candlelight Theater, the Wilmington Drama League. Um, I was what was it? Scenic painter on uh, Sweeney Todd at uh, yeah at Drama League, yeah, and, you drama were, League. Uh, mm -hmm. and you were uh, and you were I was uh, Pirelli. 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 Such yeah. a good job. The Fatellis were in Goonies. Oh yeah, the oh, Yeah. Totally yeah. different production. Yeah. The seventh of the year. Anyway. Yeah. So Drama so, League sounds like thespian crime fighters. <laughs> no, it's just a, like no, it's just a bunch of horny bunch of horny thespians. That's all But that is theater in, in Here we come save the day with monologues. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you're robbing this liquor store. Um, <laughs> Wilmington Drama League, power up. So was was Patrick your first thought? Actually, with, didn't with, with um, what's her face? Uh, Aubrey Plaza came from the Drama League. Yes. Oh yeah. wow, yeah, she did. Yeah. So yeah, she that's where she got her start. God damn it, she's hot. Um, 
So that's all. So I mean, back to Maddie's question, Patrick. How much of how much of Dane is is Patrick, and how much of Patrick is Dane? Well, uh, I, I did have to, you know, especially with the hair, you, you do have to have to live the role uh, a bit. Uh, <laughs> For a year and a half, a year and a half. So when you went into your yeah, day yeah. job with that haircut, like what, what did they, because you look yeah, like a guidance counselor at a high school for troubled kids. <laughs> I, I did have to prepare my coworkers a little bit. Uh, luckily, I don't really have any contact with the public, so I don't have to put any out any kind of public face to anybody. So I could pretty much, you know, do whatever I want at work. But I just had to kind of uh, prepare my coworkers that no, I'm not indeed trying to bring back the mullet. It's for, <laughs> it's for this thing I'm doing, and at the time it was only supposed to be like I got a, a couple of months. What the fuck you talking about bringing it back? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you mean about bringing it back. I don't know what the fuck. Well, depending on about. where you are in the country, it never really. I mean, I'm in Delaware, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me ask. Let me ask this guy something. How tall are you? I'm just trying to imagine the whole the whole package. How tall are you? Who, me? Yeah. I am six. I am six foot three, my friend. Oh man, I bet. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to imagine it in my head, like just how tall you are, because you're like a um, yeti who shaved this part of his face. Yes, <laughs> that's not like the first. That's, that's like, not the first time I've said that's someone said that like to a, me. You look like an ancient Chewbacca. Last Sorry. week, last week was the full moon in Leo, and we talked about how he's becoming his werewolf being. Yeah, how hairy yeah. he is. I was like, he looks like Wolverine's dad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just shave this part. And he's like, you know, Jack Nicholson and Wolf, you know. Uh, anyway. Somebody that I refer to as Stafford or Bill, I work on his, like my job is working on his YouTube channel. And uh, wow, my sugar's going through the fucking roof. You should um, have a candy bar. No, it's high. Um, <laughs> Don't have a candy bar. That's right. That's what I should do. Thank you. What was I... Oh yeah, he calls, me, he calls me uh, Shitty Gandalf and, uh, <laughs> shitty Gandalf. <laughs> and, and Shitty Jason Momoa. So that's what I that's what I get. But uh, oh, uh, no, the Yeti Momoa that shaved the top of his face—that's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> I've heard a shaved ape. I've heard that uh, when I'm not wearing a shirt, it, it looks as if I'm wearing a sweater. Yeah, the sweater has gone from black to to white. You know because age you, and so have on. You, have you thought about I'm just coloring? Is there like a bald spot or bald spot around your penis? Have like, you? Have you thought about there, like coloring? So is it like a triangle of like nothing? How did this get all my body hair? You have There's a movie no to hairy. fucking promote. They're talking about Brian, the movie. We're talking about he's my body sixty-eight hair. years old. It, it's really inappropriate to ask a 68-year-old man questions like that. We had a I'm 45, 68. I am not 68. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny because he's actually a, about a month younger than me, so I, I had to. <laughs> it's called Just for Men and a Haircut. No, I'm just kidding. Well, tell, why don't you tell your face you're only 45? Jesus Christ, take a bite of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, Boxan. Great movie, right? That's Wait, what I hear were we anyway. Talking about like moon cycles there for a second. I don't know. Fuck you guys. We were. Movie. I don't we know were. <laughs> Way to go! Yeah. You've insulted one of the hosts. <laughs> um, I, I just want to know how tall he was. <laughs> That's how it started, right? <laughs> Do you actually like 
Have you thought about actually like coloring your body yet though? Like color it black. No, go why would I color pink. my body here? Go pink. <laughs> I didn't go pink for next episode and don't wear don't your do shirt. Just pink. Hey, you could be like the pink panther. I'll maybe shave a design into it. Yes. In high school, in high school, sophomore year of high well, school. Haven't you I, seen those pictures where dudes, I shaved like, my initials? I shaved my initials in my chest hair in high school. Yeah, nice. MRS. <laughs> yeah, high school. How'd that work wow. out for you? <laughs> can you, guys do that? Can you? Could you do that for the show? Like next episode? Like No, it itches like shit. There's no way. Oh, if we're doing Tipsy Tarot next week, you should announce it by taking your shirt off because it's shaved into you. <laughs> okay, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll shave my, I'll shave my chest and take my shirt off if you shave your chest and take your shirt off. I don't need to shave. Sounds like a deal. That's not what I heard. Uh, <laughs> sounds like sounds like my ex. <laughs> you still got the rug burn. Let's get can we get back to the interview now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think Gabby might have something to say. Uh, I, I love doubt Gabby. it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Gabby. Hey. How was your uh, experience with making Boxan? You know, it was interesting. Before Boxan, I'd mostly done theater. And so I was used to, you know, coming to a rehearsal and doing one thing for a set amount of time and doing the show and then being done. So it was a really different experience to like do like two or three hour shoot and then not do anything for like a month and then come back and have to get back into it. Um, so it's definitely a different experience. Okay. Um, and it was, it was interesting because um, it was like more of a challenge, I think, to connect with the character um, because every time I was away from her, I'll be like, well, maybe she doesn't think this or that, or maybe she would act a different way. So trying to like keep her consistent throughout was definitely a challenge. Yeah. Because you're, you're, in theater, your your first inclination is to to really work your way through the character, and it it's a finite period of time, and you know, yes. you know, from opening night, okay, I'm going to be this way every night for so many nights, and that's going to be it. Yes, for sure. Definitely a different it's scenario. Easier that way, you know what I mean? Like if you because you kind of have to get so deep into a character that it, it's it's almost a relief to be done yeah. with it and to you know like set it free it's yeah you're free i i can't i, I imagine that must have been difficult to kind of essentially carry someone else with you for a year and a half yeah yeah imagine <laughs> carrying an entire production for a year and a half so how yeah. was that experience yeah. for you brian <laughs> Carrying that sex doll well, for a year. Well, you know, um, definitely don't want to. Yeah, do that. it was. You know, it took so long because COVID restrictions. You know, we started filming right at the beginning of the shutdowns, uh, so you know we were only able to, you know, his and hers. We were able to film like uh, off hours only on weekends, so we would get in at like five a.m. and uh, have to be out of there by nine thirty. Okay. And um, you know, so you only had so many, so much time, and mm -hmm. and. Uh, and then we had to rewrite scenes and uh, take scenes that were uh, originally indoors and bring them outside. And, you know, no bars wanted to let us in to film. So we had to deal with, we had to deal with that for a while, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, but I think Gabby did a wonderful job. Uh, she brought the Patsy character to life in a way that 
I, I wasn't thinking about. And, um, and I feel like, same with, same with everyone, I feel like almost that year and a half where it's kind of this thing that's in the back of your mind. So you kind of, you could kind of keep thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, other people are thinking about it. And as we're filming and growing, then we start adding things and we start developing the characters more. And, uh, and uh, I think, yeah, I think the movie was better, better for it. You know, I think, uh, yeah, I almost liked the year and a half. Cause look, it went by in a blink of an eye, you know? And uh, I think everybody did a wonderful job. Do you think now did COVID like interrupt what was going on? Like you yes. were all set up and then this well, shit no. happened. Actually, you know, um, you know, I, I don't want to sound boastful because like COVID was a nightmare for a lot of people. Uh, but it was like, it was the best time of my life financially. You know, um, I was like, my, my hours were deferred. So I qualified for unemployment. Uh, once on unemployment, I got that like, plus up kind of thing. Plus like, uh, you know, you, you got those COVID relief checks and stuff. So I would take that money and uh, buy gear, you know? So as every week would go by, I'd be like, okay, so I need this boom mic or a shotgun mic. And I would, I would kind of, you know, start investing in myself with that money instead of blowing it on Coke and, and hookers, which I really wanted to do. It was like, man, I should take all this money and spend it on Coke and well, hookers, I mean, but, if you do, I, I like the way you think. Instead of getting yeah. the coke and the hookers, you make a movie. Hopefully, yeah. the movie gets you more coke and hookers and yeah, another absolutely, movie. Absolutely, right? Right. So, that is so that, forward yeah. thinking. That yeah, is so, forward fucking yeah. proactive, my friend. You should. Yeah, so, yeah. And, you know, and ultimately, Boxand was was a script based on a location that I probably had access to and we didn't have to pay a dime for it. You know? That's this movie didn't This movie didn't cost anything. Everybody, like, put their heart, their time and their heart and their energy into it. And, uh, and created, I think, art, you know? And yeah, I took that money and, and bought, you know, cinema lenses and ND filters. And, you know, it allowed me to like uh, have that $50 a month uh, uh, creative suite, you know, uh, Adobe creative suite thing. And yeah, it just it just built this, right? right. So, so you can think about, you know, maybe what a UBI could do for Americans, you know, like in the next election cycle, like if you start talking about universal basic income again. Uh, because you know it eliminates poverty, it takes people up and like elevates them, you know. And sure, you'll have an element of people that buy coke and hookers, and that's their life, you know. But it's also could inspire children, uh, young adults, old to, adults for coke you know, and hookers to pursue to be able to take that step and to start, uh, you know, working on themselves. And coke know? and hookers for all yeah. of all and hand yeah. jobs. Start out right. with that. I got my soapbox. I got my soapbox. Hand jobs across America. Yeah, let's go back to hand jobs. Yeah. I've been peddling this idea for three years now. (laughs) Hand jobs across America. Dude, I'm so old I partook in that. It went down through Stanton. Uh I went down through Newport and Stanton. I remember standing there. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, He was the one with the gloves. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I thought we were supposed to hold hands. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was a rough day, man. It was a rough day. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, everyone that, yeah. here, was this everybody's first time? Because I know you said, Brian, you got first time ever directing. So it's your yeah. first movie of a director. Have you done anything else? And then Gabby, you said you've done theaters. Is this your first time acting in like film? And then Patrick, I don't know if you said that you've been in other stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody ADHD. answer at once. I'm all over the place. Yes, do that. That's how my brain operates. Just go. All ready? Go. Answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, ladies uh, first, Gabby, go ahead. Yeah, um, Gabby. yeah so I had done, I've been doing theater since like high school and I had done one other very short film project before this that was like one day shoot. Um, and so this was really my, my first time doing film. Um, and it was different, but it was like a whole other experience that was cool in a different way. Would you want to do film again? What do you yeah. think? Stick with theater. I mean, or would you be like, I'm gonna bounce back and forth? <laughs> I think. I mean, after this experience, now I feel like I know like what to expect with film versus theater. Um, right. Theater's like my passion, um, but I would definitely do film again. It's um, like like Brian said because you have sort of that timeline. You there's more of like a developmental aspect to it, and it's sort of like especially when your creative team is so hands on. And the story can kind of evolve as the characters and the actors and the needs of the production evolve, which is not necessarily something as easily accessible in a theater setting. Right. Oh, um, I did. A, yeah, the, this was my first film, I think, back as, as an adult. Um, you know, I did a uh, when I was back in 04, I made a film uh, called True Love, a Picnic and the Undead. Uh, it's a Victorian age silent era zombie film, uh, ends in gratuitous nudity and excessive gore, not to give anything away. Uh, and you can find it on YouTube, uh, True Love, A Picnic <laughs> in the Undead. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I did that back in 04, and then uh, did theater and and then, yeah, started, to, I did podcasts. I, I hosted a podcast called uh, Dorks and Forks uh, for some years. And- uh, Oh, fuck, dude, my brother-in-law was, I think he was on there a while back. Oh yeah, yeah, Josh Santiago. Oh, that's yeah. I love Josh. Is my boy. Yeah, that's yeah, my sister. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, man. I mean, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's good. Yeah, dude. I love Josh. Yeah, he would come and make a chimichurri. Hey, Brian. No, that's my Trump voice. I don't know. Why I went to Trump. He's like, I'm going it's to make close a chimichurri. Enough. You gotta do it. You gotta do that voice with a Hispanic accent. It's like a Boston Hispanic accent. Yeah, it's a strange. Yeah, it's fascinating. Sometimes he'll just talk, and I'll just zone out. (laughs) I zone out a lot when people talk. We know it's never intentional. It's not intentional. It's just like perfect for a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Well, for, uh, as for me, uh, similar to Gabby, I, I also started out in theater you know, way back in high school in the dark ages. And uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was still men playing all the parts then. Uh, no. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, did a couple of, uh, couple of uh, smaller roles in a couple of uh, independent films in the past you know, five or six years. Uh, but this is my, really my first, you know, main, you know, lead role in a film, you know, of this, of this length or magnitude. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was it was a great time. And it's forty minutes. It's a short film. It's yeah. forty minutes long. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Like Gabby said, theater's for passion. Hmm. Do you share the same passion? I, I I do. I mean, theater was kind of like the first love. Uh, so, and, and it's always good to go back to that. Like I, I just, just the last weekend finished, a, a did a, a play down in Delaware city. Um, and it was really nice. It was actually the first live theater I had done since the pandemic, um, wait, 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 so like wait, wait, about two wait, years or so. You just, you just so, finished a play in Delaware city. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Savage? Yeah. Yeah. He was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I was I was in the Curious Savage. I was Jeff. 
He was brilliant. I, I, I attended the matinee. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's why that name is familiar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it? Yes. I, I, oh, I, awesome. I, I have a, a very close association with uh, Reedy Point. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Reedy Point was the first theater I did a show at uh, when I moved to Delaware about 20 years ago. Uh, so, yeah, they've always had a, a special place in my heart. Uh, you know, the, the, that's where I started in Delaware. And every every few years or so, I, I'll, I'll do a show down there, even though it's a little bit of a drive. Yeah, it's a drive for everyone. <laughs> but it's, it's nice. Hard, you, yeah, climb, uh, you, you, you can run your lines in the car on the way to and from rehearsals. It's very, I have done that. <laughs> There's a spot out there in the Delaware City called Krabby Dick's. Mm-hmm. I yep. fucking love, yep. except yeah. for the fact that their tap water tastes like it, they get it from the fucking bay. And they do. Yeah, you, they do. You can't drink the water down there. Yeah, no. no. Yo, no, Krabby Dick's is like if you want a day drink, Krabby Dick's is the spot, right? Because yep. because yep. you could have a you could sit on their deck, you could have a couple big beers, and then you can walk down to that blacksmith shop and like buy like old iron axe heads and shit. Like it's, it's the best. <laughs> Make a That's day of that. Where I thought you were going, I was like, "It's oh, no. water. It's a nice no. view." No, no the there's this. Heads. Yeah, and then the guy <laughs> will be like, "Hey, I could train you on how to make a blacksmith." And it's like, "Have you ever been into that?" It's like this giant barn, and it's like oh, it's wow. like a three hundred year old blacksmith shop, and it's like, oh, the smell, and it's like everything's old, and there's all this old iron, and he like gives classes, and oh, I wanted yeah. to do that. Oh, oh my god! Fun. Oh my god! I went to Delaware like, City for brunch, and yeah, I came back a blacksmith's apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, wife, yeah, my wife my wife is always like you know i'm gonna get you classes at the blacksmith i'm like okay <laughs> but you know like he's got like all this like double axe heads and so all this stuff mounted to the walls and you could be like you could walk in and be like hmm, how much for that and he's like well let's see thirty dollars i reckon you're like yeah i'll take that you know and you can leave with like crazy stuff you know Hobby stuff you could hoard, you know. It's cool. Get drunk and leave with sharp objects. Yeah, oh, it's great. That's it's great. That's always, always a fun. good idea. And he's yeah, he's like, and he's got some skulls and stuff, you know. Like, uh, it's, it's cool. Like, yeah, it's a cool spot. So check that dude out. All right on. After some uh, beers. After some beers. Wanna, wanna... If only I was in Delaware, I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, let's split this up and go on the sea block. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be the end of our B Block. We'll catch you just in a few minutes on the C Block, where we're going to uh, we'll get together with our buddy Dick Rockingham for I Wish I Didn't Know That Trivia, and hopefully our friends will stick around for uh, I Wish I Didn't Know That. It's kind of a fun game. Uh, in the interim, if you want to give us a shout, you can give us a shout at 1646-VIRUS-01. That's 1646-VIRUS-01, and we'll be back right after this. Yay. I wish I could hear the bumpers. Bro. 